What's up, guys? It's Lisa. We're all well into our coronavirus quarantine, and needless to say, it's been a trying time for all of us. We've had to change our daily routines, many of us haven't even left the house, gyms are closed, and overnight, most of our relationships went virtual. So how can we come out of this quarantine stronger, healthier, and even more connected? Well, I've taken this opportunity to talk to some of my favorite people on my Instagram Live to get their advice on these very issues, and have found the conversation so freaking helpful that I wanted to share them here as well. So over the next couple of months, we'll be posting bonus episodes every Friday to help us get through this quarantine stronger together. All right, you may or may not know that I recently had the hubby on Women of Impact to talk relationships, and it actually stirred up quite a controversy. There's some pretty passionate comments in the comment box on the YouTube channel, which I love, by the way. So what I decided to actually do is have the hubby on my IG so we can talk live in real time and go over and discuss and debate and hopefully shed some light on why we think the way we do in our relationship and how that type of thinking has actually served us 19 years freaking strong. So guys, welcome to a special Instagram live with my hubby, Tom Bilyeu. What is up, party people? We are theoretically going to be joined by my wife, uh, but she was on a call. And if ever there was a human, although I see she's in the feed, but I was about to say, if ever there was a human with a reputation for being tardy, it is my wife. But I think she's here, ready to rock. Let us see. All right, so hopefully you guys can hear us. Mr. Billu, hello What's there. Up, All right, so you were on Women of Impact that we just released. So guys, if you haven't seen it, he was on Women of Impact and we were talking relationships. So go check that out on YouTube forward slash Women of Impact. And so you have um, honored us with your time, honored us, me, with your time for 30 minutes. Really guys, I wanna applaud and thank everyone. It's actually just an excuse I get to hang out with my husband. Oh, everyone says they don't hear me. Yeah, I was going to say, and this is showing spinning, spinning on my end. I want to see um, everybody sound off in the comments. Can you hear us okay? How's the connection speed? Um, there are so people are saying yes, they can. Side, there might be a problem. People have said they can. All right. Okay. I can hear. Cool. Let's just keep going. Let's um, rock. All right. So first of all, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, Guys, I just want to give a quick um, lowdown on what we discussed. So the thing is, is we had chosen opposites attract. Because if you don't know mine and Tom's story is we actually come from very different worlds. Um, He is a boy from Tacoma. I'm Greek from London. Um, And so what we do is we actually take lots of subjects and we break them down on just how opposite we are and how we've navigated them for 19 years. So the um, things that I want to talk about today and we want to touch upon it a little are opposites in religion. I was born Greek Orthodox. You were not christened. Um, finances. You were in um, college financial debt. I'd never, as far as I knew, had met anyone that was in debt ever before. So oh, my let me tell you, homie, you knew people that were in I'm debt. I'm sure, yes. They just yes. weren't being honest about it, but yes. Sure. Okay. Um, Kids, we decided that we didn't want kids. But when I first met him, I wanted four children. So the difference there and then how to um, discipline them. That was another thing we'd already discussed. Are we going to spank them? You were all for spanking. I wasn't for spanking. We don't have kids, but we still discussed it. Um, Habits. So um, you are messy. I am not messy. Um, And so I actually want to start there because anyone that's just joining us, you may not have seen, but we released a clip on Impact Theory's Instagram channel, and maybe some people were a little upset. 
you don't really know. I have, I've kind of told you the people are upset, but you haven't read any comments. So I'm going to read you a comment and I'm going to show everyone watching right now what the clip was, a very quickly clip, so that we've got context. And then I'd love for us to actually discuss a bit of it, if you're cool with that. Yeah, of course. All right, so. How are you going to play the clip? Are you just going to point your phone at it? I am. All right. Uh, this isn't very planned. All right, there's the clip. See it? Yeah. Then is there's two types of collisions of values. One's that can be worked through and you can come to a compromise or a new agreement and one where absolutely not. Um, I'm not going to change. I understand your position. I understand it perfectly. Steal it. I got it. I can explain it better than you. And I still think it doesn't make any sense and vice versa. So let's deal with that where there, there's just no compromise to be had, which for us is being tight there. We, we have talked about it six ways on Sunday. But the reality is when things get messy, it gives you anxiety. So no matter what words, no matter how much logic I give you, unless you were willing to do the work to unwind that neurological pattern, it's never going to change. So now is where it gets into, you're going to have to create rules around how things are handled. So is it that like, for instance, don't fuck with my part of the closet. Right. I have this is a part people lost their minds over. You can fucking clean it with a toothbrush if you want. I have my side of the closet. Yo, you don't have to look at it. Like, it's going to be the way I want it to be. And that's that. I'm not asking you to deal with it. I'm not asking you to clean up. I'm not asking you to wash my clothes. Nothing. But I'm not, this is, I understand your argument, but I'm not willing to do inefficient shit. It doesn't make fucking sense to me. All right. So there's a bit more to that clip, but I don't want to um, take away anything yet. So, guys, if you watch the clip, um, if, oh, sorry, if you haven't watched the clip, that was part of it. People were extremely upset. Now, anything of Women of Impact, especially these types of things that involve you, I watch everything. I watched it. I was like, oh, this is a great clip. Let's put it up. So it was shocking to me that people were losing their shit. And what made it even funny is people were, bless them, bless the freaking cotton socks. They were sticking up for me. They're like, I, poor Lisa, you were so mean to her. And so I actually think it's important that we discuss this. I'm going to read you one comment as to give it. So everyone's like, why? Why was, was this upset? on? Was this on Women of Impact? So we released this clip on two pages. We released it on Instagram, um, Women of Impact, and we released it on Instagram, Impact Theory. Now, here's the funny thing. On Women of Impact, everyone loved it. That and on impact awesome. theory, everybody literally said, Tom, I don't agree with you. Why are you being mean to your wife? So it actually is super interesting to see those audiences having those different responses. It, I'd also love to see if, if there was one person that started the Tom, what the fuck? And then people were like, yeah, actually, Tom, what the fuck? But then in the kind other line, of. it didn't happen. And so... you got to go so. through it. There's a lot of comments, babe. So I'm going to read you a comment now, and I'd love for us to address it. Yeah. Um, and this is actually from a guy, which is why I really wanted to pull it as well. Um, not rocking this one. Us men need to realize we've been trained in history to sit back and expect women to maneuver around us and want our wants, needs, and shortcomings. I was raised by my mother and grandmother, and I admit I have my own typical male flaws that I need to work on more, but this is some boy shit. Wifey cooks, I'll clean. Wifey cleans, I'll cook. Or we do a little of both. So neither of us feels uh, bottled up of, of resentment around the home. Help each other grow and support each other in household tasks. This is a partnership, isn't it? <laughs> You're just like, mic drop, now you go. Um, here's the thing. I think people missed the point. So we were talking about a collision of values. So that just happens to be... Uh, an area where you and I collide. And my punchline is I, I'm not expecting you to do anything um, differently. I'm not asking you to clean up, but I refuse to clean. I'm saying I don't value 
something that you value. So I don't value things being tidy. You value things being tidy. I value efficiency. You actually don't value efficiency, at least not in the same rank order that I do. Much like, sure, tidiness falls on my value system somewhere. It just doesn't fall in the same place that yours falls in. So people were attacking the point as if I was saying, hey, you go clean, but I'm not going to clean. So at there least is in that bit of feedback. Yeah, there is one part that basically, because I said messiness actually makes me anxious. When I think, see things out of my peripheral vision, I can't focus. And so you go into, okay, well, this is how you work on it. And I'm all for it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great tip. People are just like, I can't believe you're asking her to work on her anxiety and you're not willing to pick up your socks. But I want to chime in and say, the thing that Tom and I do is we have the hard discussions, right? It's like, He's being honest. It's like, look, my value system is my time. And now we have a collision of values. But I don't want to ignore the fact that you're anxious. Just being like, fucking deal with it isn't right. But it's like, babe, you need to work on that. Because this collision of values, if we don't address it, will become a problem in the future. And I think that me and you having those open discussions and being honest about what things like that mean to us is going to be important because what ends up happening is people are just like, it's fucking socks, who gives a shit? No, the socks actually represent something. And so um, I think it's important that you have those discussions, even if it may feel like you're on t totally different op opposite sides. And to be honest, what I love about you, babe, is you push me to be better. Like I want to get over that anxiety of seeing mess in my peripheral and not letting it affect me. That doesn't serve me. So as my husband, I want you to encourage me to get over it. So it was, um, it was very amusing, amusing, but actually very sweet. I actually was like very touched, but I want to assure everybody that um, in Tom being the way he was in that clip and how he is, is exactly how we're able to have 19 years together and be this strong because I'm always open to advice i'm always open to um getting feedback and then so are you and you know so and you just happen to be very passionate when you talk yes that's part of it but i also think that there's something bigger going on here and i think people really are in danger of approaching the people who are pushing back on this they're in danger of approaching the world in a way that doesn't make sense so here's the reality people people are going to collide on mundane shit that doesn't matter and they should compromise all day long to deepen the connection between themselves and their partners and my point was there are things that you're going to be able to um create the space to hear from the other person and say wow i didn't think about that before that's actually really interesting and and i see your point of view and i'm gonna make change because i can see that this is a bigger issue for you than it is for me. And the number of times that you and I do that for each other is extraordinary. But there are going to be times where you have, and I need people to hear this, you have a collision of values where I give a shit in a way that I cannot, you know this, but the audience clearly does not know. I value efficiency, like I'm, I'm getting hyped up right now so I can, like I'm getting in this zone. Like I value efficiency. The number of things in my life that we have accomplished because I am so fucking psychotic about efficiency. And I'm saying, this is a value where on the surface, you think this is about socks getting picked up or socks not getting picked up. And I'm saying that's the, what we call the T. You're on the surface, go a layer deeper. This is about you 
get anxiety when things are messy. There's something going on in your subconscious where it's like you need things to be a certain kind of way. That's some real shit. And I get it and I hear it and I can articulate your side of the story very well. I can steal men your argument and I can talk about how like this isn't some flippant thing where you're like, well, it's just the way that I want it. And so that's the way it's going to be. It isn't that. And so I've thought mm -hmm. through this at the level of like what it means for you. But I've also thought through, I'm on my fucking deathbed. And let me tell you, there are things that I'm trying to do and create in this world that matter to me. Meaning and significance matter to me. And I'm already at the bleeding edge of milking the most out of my fucking time. Now, I have appealed to you, please understand that tidying things up, our time is finite. Tidying things up means that you won't be allocating that time to something else. And you have said, even recognizing that I'm not willing to do it because it matters to me, the anxiety, all that. And I said, cool, I respect that. So the only logical way forward is I'm, I am not willing to be inefficient in order to solve your anxiety around tidying something up because the cost of that is too great. Okay. So this goes to what you were saying. Like, I'm, I'm not saying you're a bad person for having the anxiety. And I'm saying I will accommodate it in every way that I can, where it, it doesn't bump up against something where I'm on my fucking deathbed. And I'm like, do I feel good about having picked up socks or tidied the dishes or whatever? Because I'm not asking you to do it. I want to make sure everybody hears that. I'm not asking you to do it. I'm asking you to let things be untidy. So you're asking me to be inefficient. And now I'm saying tidy efficiency or anxiety efficiency. That's a better way to say it. Now, where, where do we fall on who needs to do what work? And I'm saying your rights end where my rights begin. My rights end where your rights begin. And if people allow themselves to disappear inside of their relationship because they just say, yo, whatever you need, I'm just gonna do it. That is such a fucking dangerous game. And if I were like this about every fucking thing in our marriage, I would destroy our marriage. So people are taking one snippet and they think I act like this about everything. And I'm saying, this is a question of one of my most deeply held values, which is efficiency. And now I'm saying, hey, boys and girls, you can like it or hate it. And honestly, I'm so grateful for the number of people that interact with us, but I don't give a fuck if they think I'm out of my mind, honestly. And it is so fucking rare where I'm like, this is the hill I'm gonna die on. I will die on the hill of efficiency. I care so much about meaning and purpose and making the most of my time. My, the definition of the meaning of life for me, the meaning of life is how much of your potential can you turn into actual skill set. Now, like you said, the reason that we've been together for 19 going on 20 years is that we take all of this shit where I'm like, fuck, what can I do to be kind and nice and generous and loving and make you feel to the core of your being that you are the most important person in this world to me. So when I say, I understand your point and I wanna make sure that you know you're the most important person to me on balance, but there are times where I'm gonna say, not this, this matters to me too much. If you own your own business, when an employee leaves your company, whether on good terms or bad, it can feel, I hate to say it, but it actually can feel personal, like you and you alone are the one to blame. And it actually may even trigger you to lock down your business, not open yourself up and not actually risk trying anyone else. Like you actually would your heart after a bad breakup and avoid looking for that new partner altogether. Well, let's face it, sometimes we can do that with hires as well. And trust me, guys, I've been there. I get the thought of bringing in a new stranger into your business 
happiness actually fills your heart with more anxiety than it does love and joy. But when you post your jobs on LinkedIn, you can actually feel the confidence that you will find the right person for the right job fast because LinkedIn isn't actually just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion billion with a B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire because guys, it gives you access to professionals that you actually can't find anywhere else. And so LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive, which then makes hiring with confidence easy when you have that many quality candidates. And it's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. So post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash Lisa. That's linkedin.com slash Lisa to post your job for utterly free. And of course, terms and conditions always apply. As an entrepreneur, one of the biggest challenges you will face is a negative voice in your head. You know who I'm talking about. That may be not so small part of you that loudly doubts your abilities to actually pull the things off and make a living from your passion project. But you've got to overcome that negative voice in your head, homie, because I'm telling you, you can do it especially if you use Shopify. Now, Shopify is an all-in-one global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From launching your business to hitting a million dollars, Shopify has got you completely covered. And with all the built-in Magic AI award-winning customer service and the internet's best converting checkout, you have everything you need to shut down the voice of doubt and make all your amazing business dreams a reality. That's exactly why, guys, I love Shopify. So if you want to start growing your business with more customers and sales, shut that negative voice down and prove her wrong that you can do it, Shopify is here for you. So go and sign up for just $1 a month with your trial period at shopify.com slash Lisa, all lowercase. Again, guys, you can go to shopify.com slash Lisa right now to grow your business, no matter where you are and what stage it's in. That's shopify.com slash Lisa. And that's actually one thing I want to say. So people are actually saying, why don't you freaking just, why, why not get a maid, guys? Why not get a maid? And here's the truth is, so not now because of the corona, we did have someone, but then it almost becomes, you're not then addressing the actual issue and that will come out in other ways. Well, also, it let, let me dive in because here's the problem. Remember, if people understand what I'm actually saying, this is about efficiency. So if the cleaner will come to me and say, this is where all of these things are going to be. And I know if I lay it down on the floor, it will, by the time the cleaner gets to it, end up back in this exact place. I'm all for it. I don't have a problem with that whatsoever. But I want to make sure people understand that solution works if it is efficient. Right, so, but that, sure, but I want to say that that solution will work there, but the efficiency thing is so part of your DNA that it will come up in other ways. So getting a made sure, it will deal with that tidiness issue, but it won't, the efficiency part of it will absolutely come out in another way. And so whether it's a made or not, I think it's important to have these discussions on your value system and what, um, what defines you and what is important to you. Like all of those subjects have, discussions have to be had. For us, it happens to come out in the messiness discussion. But now I get it and now I feel like I've really grown and I think you have too in figuring this out and understanding the value system. Um, I, we've got a lot of questions by the way, so I don't wanna cut you off, but I wanna make sure that we get to some questions. Is there anything else you wanna add to that? I know me and you can talk for a long time, but I wanna make sure that everyone- we could do a whole nother episode about this because you, you know me and I'm about to say something 
And I'm gonna need you to either say, yes, you were correct, or no, you were not correct. But I need people to hear your response. Okay. I'm very good at knowing when people actually understand what I'm saying, and when we're just wrapping something up to move on. People don't yet understand what I mean when I say you must talk about your collision of values. People still think this is about socks, which is why they're suggesting a maid. This isn't about the fucking socks. This is about knowing where your collision of values right. is. Sorry, I hope people get it. Um, no, but, but I'm it's saying, one of the am I good at recognizing when people really understand versus yes. when they think they understand and they don't really? Yes. Okay, so I'm just saying on this one, I promise you on balance. Sure, but like you said, you could do a whole episode about it. So I understand what you're saying. Um, I hope that we've made it clear in you know this space of time. But I, like I said, I do want to make sure that we do get to other questions. So, but I don't want to cut you off. I want you to feel like you've had space to say what you need to say. Yeah, hundred percent. And I want to do a couple of shout outs. Shout outs to Belgium, Finland, Mexico, Brazil, Tacoma, and Sweden. All right, people in the house. All right, so guys, we are answering questions live. In fact. Mr. Billy, can you tap your sticker thing down below? We have some questions that we've pre-selected. Um, I believe Women of Impact have written you them. You have one in particular that you want? Women of Impact have rewritten them for you so that you, they should be super easy to choose. Yeah, there are several. Is there one? Do you just want me to select? Whichever one you want. And guys, if you are oh, London in the house, if you are just joining us, we released a special episode of Women of Impact Relationship Edition. So go over to YouTube forward slash Women of Impact, where Mr. Billu and I go deep on all the things that we are complete opposites about. And the truth is, is that um, you can absolutely have opposites and still attract. All right. You want to read the question? Do you want me to? No, go for it. All right. How do you get the other person to understand what you are saying, not what they think you are saying? Get them to repeat it to you. Like, give them the space to, to, to say in their own words, let me re-articulate what I think you're saying. And if you guys are um, super honorable, maybe it's too lofty a word, but if you're super honorable about really trying to understand the other person so that you're doing a um, a steel man where you're trying to present their argument as you understand it in the best conceivable light, um, then you can get somewhere. Because then the other person can say, yeah, that actually is exactly what I was talking about or no, that isn't what I was talking about. Yeah, 100%. I love that steel man argument thing. Word. Next All question. Right. Next sticky. Uh, so guys, if you are joining, we're going to be answering stickies live. Um, yes, we are in the same house. <laughs> I knew we'd get those comments. Yeah, but this is the only we way it works share, with Instagram. Share our audience, yeah. Um, so, okay, how do you deal with a girlfriend who needs the truth to be sugarcoated? Um, well, so I think it comes down to what type of relationship have you established? For me and you, it was always honesty with utter compassion. So it's, I need to tell you the truth. I have to be honest. But sugarcoating it to not actually get the message across doesn't serve. But that doesn't mean you have to be cruel or mean-spirited about it to do it. So, um, you know, for me and you, I guess it's whenever, um, if I have to be honest with you, I'll um, make sure it's an environment where me and you are bonding at first. Like never have that honest conversation where we're already butting heads because our backs are already up. Um, once we have, you know, you, you choose the right moment, then it's like, okay, do they know that you care for them? Do you know that they love them? I sometimes stumble a little. And I think in my stumbling, 
probably and you can speak for yourself babe but maybe shows you how much i'm really trying so i'm just like babe you know what you mean to me and you know that my ultimate goal is for us to really you know get over this issue and so like i kind of just use a lot of words like that um but i always kind of preface it with that um i just don't think not not saying the truth or sugarcoating it so much they actually don't hear the truth is going to serve your relationship at all word yeah i think to echo your sentiment i think it's super important to give the truth as kindly and compassionately as you can at all times um but never sacrifice clarity for compassion yeah so i think that mm. the only the oh man the number of times where i've wanted to sweep something under the rug with you and just be done with the conversation and know that i've sentenced us both to hours of disagreement and collision by being like you don't quite understand where I'm coming from. So I'm going to say it a little more nakedly. Um, and then, and it does like so many times, it's like, fuck, that really hurt, man, that hurt to hear that. But now at least we know the truth and you process through it. Um, and a lot of this means that you have to be committed to getting to the other side. And a lot of times people aren't. And that was why, you know, one deciding to propose to you was hard. But once I decided to propose to you, then breaking up wasn't an option. So it's like, well, we are getting on the other side of this. So now it's just a question of how do we get there um, in the most um, loving and long-term, like uplifting and supportive way? Because every bit of damage that you do by being cruel, will it, it'll stack. It's so hard to like let go, truly let go of something. Um, you know, just think about your own body. Like, every little scar, they just add up, right? And the same is true psychically. So um, you need to be clear. And even if that means you have to risk a scar here and there, you have to, um, because that will, the trust will serve you far better long-term. Um, but you do wanna be as, as kind as clarity will allow. Another thing I do actually, as you're talking, I think about strategies that we use. A lot of time we'll say, I don't have a better word for it. So please see past what it may trigger. Right. So being like the one thing that I sometimes say to you, and I don't mean this in a cruel way, but I'm like, you're being mean to me. Like, that's the only words I have to say what you're saying isn't making me feel good. And so I say, see past it, because I don't want to be throwing blame. Right. Because if I'm just like, you're being mean to me, it has a connotation to it. Like you're being cruel. You're, be, you know, deliberately being cruel. Um, but if it's like, hey, look, not this but please understand what I'm trying to say when I say you're being mean. So it kind of brings, I think, our guards down. Yeah, that, that definitely leaving the grace for like, okay, this isn't quite right, but it gets you directionally correct can be very helpful. Yeah. All right, next question. And some people, people are submitting, by the way. So baby, if you see something that you really like, just go ahead and choose. Okay. Whatever you fancy. And what you find out? I have found a box, guys. Actually, I didn't plan to show this, but this box has inside things from our very first year of our wow, relationship yes. together, 19 years ago. There's love letters in here. There's movie stubs in here. So I'm saving it. I'm going to open it on our next anniversary and show, like, dig out some things about when we were dating. And anyway, okay. All right, next question. How do you work with someone who does not believe they need to compromise in any situation? God, I hate to say it, but the second someone says I'm not willing to compromise, uh, 
yeah, I don't know what to do with that. I just like, I, I don't know what to do with that. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to persuade you. I'd just be like, well, until you can understand that compromise is the right answer for us to jointly get to our goals, then I can't, I don't know what to do. Well, I think you just gave more advice than you think you did. So what you were showing is exactly what you need to do. A lot of times, um, if somebody has a position that doesn't seem fruitful, what you have to do is get them to see themselves that it isn't fruitful. So first you have to de define what is fruitful. And I would say, okay, whatever your goal is, anything that moves you towards your goal is fruitful, anything that moves you away is not. So now it's like, well, do we actually agree on the goal? So what's the goal of your relationship? Is it to lift each other up? Is it to support each other? Is it to sharpen each other's wit? I mean, <laughs> whatever your thing is, like d decide what is the purpose of being in this marriage? Is it raising children? Um, is it feeling that sense of love every day? Like there's I'm not saying that there's necessarily a right or a wrong answer, but there, there is defined and undefined. So once you define the answer, then it's like, okay, well, now we have to ask, does a failure to compromise, at least on some things, does that move us closer to our goal or move us away? And if your goal is to uplift each other, um, I will say that not compromising every day is not going to move you towards that goal. It's going to divide you. It's going to force you into um, us and other or me and other. And that's not a position you want to be in. So part of what makes a relationship work is compromise because it's the compromise that shows that we are both of equal value. And nobody's going to stay in a relationship where they don't feel of equal value. So you just have to ask questions. Like a lot of times if you ask questions, the person will have their own realization rather than you trying to tell them that's never going to work. It's like, just start asking them questions. What's our goal? Let's agree on that. Okay, cool. That's our goal. Do you think that failing to compromise moves us towards that? Yes, I do. Amazing. How? Like what is true about human psychology and a failure to compromise that moves us towards feeling more united or uplifting each other or whatever. And if they give you a dope reason, then it's like, shit, I actually didn't think of that. That's fucking amazing. And on the other hand, if it's like, they're struggling and they can't find an answer, odds are that they'll realize for themselves, yeah, that actually doesn't work. Mm. And then ultimately, here's my old answer that everybody hates every time I say it. If I'm with somebody and none of that works and I try everything and I'm doing therapy and they still just aren't compromising, break up. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, being in a long-term relationship with somebody who is not interested in, in acting as a whole, no thanks. All right. It's kind of fun being on this end, not knowing what question you're going to choose. <laughs> Shall I get out my box? Yeah, show people something. That way I, I feel like I can look through these better. Um, all right. So we've got a photo album. Oh, my God. All right, here you go. That's a photo of Tom right there. When we first met and we went to Madame Two Swords and he's with Hitchcock. There you go. That's the one and thing that was. Do you know who the other person was? Hitchcock and no. Oh, hang on, this is an even better photo. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's when he first came to visit me in London. All right, I can't That's amazing. Next question. Uh, yes, there it is. What are you going to strategies or resources around having those conversations the most loving way? You want me to go first? Yeah, because I'm like, what resources do we have? It's kind of trying Well, I'll say strategies more than resources. Okay, yeah. So 
um, the, the strategy is, Lisa alluded to this earlier, making sure that you're having the conversation when the other person is emotionally receptive is huge. So there are times where it's like, you know, that thing that you said, like kind of upset me, I've had time to think about it. And here's why and we'll save that for a moment where it needs to be soon, like you don't want it to be remember last month when you, you know, you want it to be something that's that's, you know, within a couple of days. So it's like, Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, but being able to hit somebody when they're open and receptive, it really does go a long way towards making sure that you're heard and um, and then not trying to win an argument or prove a point um, can be really, really important. And we've talked a lot about timing, how to time uh, a discussion like that, that it's what we call a dangerous conversation. So a dangerous conversation mm -hmm. is anything that could go awry, where it's like, you're going to point out something you think the other person did wrong, or you're going to um, touch on an issue where you, there's been tension around before. Um, so it's like, if I know that I have a dangerous conversation, I'm not going to hit you up when you're stressed. I know not to hit you up first thing in the morning, right? There's just certain ways that you like to be approached. And one way to find out how your partner likes to be approached, is just ask them. Like, how do you want me to approach this? When do you want me to bring things like this up? Um, that can be really, really helpful. And I even say to you, like for me, um, a touch is important. So just by you touching me makes me feel more connected to you. So whatever you're about to say, I actually feel more connected to you. So I don't think my back will be up as, as much. And so when we have these discussions, when you're not, when you're not, you know, your emotions aren't high, um, you can say, oh, try this. Actually, I like this idea. One other thing that I do when we um, approach things like this is, or we both do actually, is maybe I'm not seeing it yet and it's very possible and it's just something that I need to, you know, see. But right now, this is how I see things and this is my position. And maybe I'm being emotional. This is more me than you. But I always say, like, it's very possible babe, that right now it's emotion, but this feels true to me. So that I'm kind of prefacing prefacing it with that and then because i trust you you're not gonna go yeah it's because you're emotional right that that's the thing that's the connection we have i trust you to not just say it for saying it's sake so if i say hey i may be emotional but this is quite upsetting to me you'll look at it actually and go look babe i actually do think you're being emotional and in those moments being together for 19 years and knowing that you want me to win i can trust your feedback and that's going to be so freaking important you have to trust the other person to be able to tell you the truth and not think that they're manipulating you or they're just trying to win the argument and over 19 years you earn a reputation right we say that about everything whether it's about the work you do how you show up in the world as a partner as a friend as a child as a you know um a person on instagram whatever it is it's like you earn your freaking reputation it's like have in 19 years do i know that you want what's best for me do you know that i you know that i want what's best for you and it's like yes yeah, so why the frick on earth this one time all of a sudden do i think you're it's not important you don't care about me and all you care about is winning the argument in 19 years like that's just that's really my emotion overtaking the reality of the situation Sorry, yeah, no, well I, said, I saw a couple things come through in the feed. One, um, people saying, do we know about the five love languages? Yes, and think they're amazing. And knowing your partner's love language, Lisa was talking about touch um, as one of hers. 
Um, that's super, super, super important and can really help um, ease this kind of thing. And then some people echoing what you said about wanting the other person to win. And I think that was a, a big breakthrough for us in terms mm -hmm. of what do we value in a relationship? What does it mean to move well in a relationship? And um, that was one of the things that we settled on pretty early on, which is want the other person to win, like come at it and be so stoked when they win anything, right? If they um, bring a new idea to the table, they make you see something that you were doing poorly. It's like all of it, um, you should be stoked instead of getting into an adversarial relationship, which is so often where people live. Um, that's really, really powerful. Um, I can't believe it, but somebody in the feed, oh, it's Ono. Okay, so Ono is like deep in our community, uh, but actually knows my love language. I'm very impressed by that. That's amazing. That's correct. Um, so, you wanna choose another question? Well, oh, sorry, what time are we supposed to wrap? I thought we were supposed to wrap at 3.30. Sorry guys, I tried to sneak in another question for everyone at home. I just worry because I think my day is stacked. So I worried that I'm four minutes late for something else. You have a podcast audio recording. Uh, okay, yeah, so I'm gonna have to, to bounce, unfortunately. Uh, I love that you know my schedule better than I do, though. Well, because I was turned on the invite, and I'm like, why am I invited to his audio recording? It's a whole thing. <laughs> um, but guys, if you if you really did like this IG, please do go over to the episode we just shot and released on Women of Impact on YouTube. If you're a podcaster, it's also there, Women of Impact. And if you want to see more of me and Tom Billu, please let us know. Some people still ask for relationship theory. I personally love doing it because it's my time to hang out with you, and we do grow and learn ourselves. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to see more of this, let us know. Go check out the episode with the hubby on Women of Impact. And until next time, be legendary. Be the hero of your own life. <laughs> Peace out. All right, guys. everybody. Peace out. Thanks for joining Later. us. Love you, baby. Love you too, pumpkin.